2: It's Curious City, where we take your questions about Chicago and the region and investigate, report, explore, from WBEZ.
1: Is it against the law to fly a kite in Chicago? That's what several websites say, including one called dumblaws.com. But no, don't believe it. You can't trust everything you read online. And many of the stories you'll see about weird laws are just bogus. I'm reporter Robert Lorizel, and I've been delving into Chicago's actual laws. My mission? To answer a question posed by Curious City listener Ty McCarthy. He saw some of those stories about archaic laws in various places, and that got him to wondering, what are the oldest laws in Chicago? First of all, as it turns out, Chicago used to have a law about kites. Alderman approved that law back around the time of the Civil War. But it was only illegal to fly kites if you did it in the middle of a street. That law isn't on the books anymore. It was repealed in 1975. So what are the city's oldest laws? Well, you have to go back to 1833, when Chicago became a town. Historian Ann Durkin Keating is an expert on that era. So I asked her to help set the scene for us.
0: Chicago is an outpost in Indian country. It goes back to being a French and then a British and then an American trading outpost. And they are largely self-regulated. You know, it's the people in the community decide who's in, who's out, um, who's a problem, who's not a problem. And there is no organized government that's really making those decisions.
1: Town officials decided to start imposing some order on this wild place on November 7th, 1833. That's when they approved Chicago's first 10 ordinances, which actually became the foundation of today's municipal code. Those early laws reveal how local officials have always dealt with the same basic issues, like defining what's public space and how people will share that space and keeping people safe. One of those first laws was about
2: using a gun in town. Any person who shall shoot off any firearms of any description within the limits of said town shall be liable to a fine of $2 for each and every offense.
1: You might think of that ordinance as the ancestor of the controversial laws Chicago now has regulating guns. But as Keating explains, the issue back in 1833 was as much about hunting as it was about people shooting each other.
0: Most people are going to have firearms. I mean, in 1833 and 1834, we've got stories of wolf hunting in this area. So people are hunting. They're going to hunt out all kinds of birds and animals, too, in in this area. But in town, again, it's identifying what's urban behavior. And urban behavior is you don't shoot off a firearm in an urban place. We are now an urban place. This is not behavior that will be tolerated.
1: Another thing lawmakers wouldn't tolerate, animals disturbing public order.
2: Any person who shall run any horse, mare, gelding, mule, or ass through the streets shall be liable to a fine of $2. Every owner of any hog, sow, or pig found running at large in said town without having a ring in its nose or yoke on its neck shall be liable to a fine of $2.
1: You could also get fined $3 for throwing a dead animal into the Chicago River. There was one more law about animals, and,
2: well, you'll have to use your imagination a little with this one. Any person who shall be guilty of the indecent exhibition of any stallion or stallions within the limits of said town shall be liable to a fine of $3. So... Why were these lawmakers so
1: fixated on the behavior of animals? I asked another local historian, Joshua Salzman, what he made of that. Keating offered her thoughts, too. A lot of these regulations really are about, you know, concerning whether you can let your animals roam or where you can or can't or whether your, you know, horses are going to disturb the neighbors by having sex and things like that.
0: And I think what it does tell us is it's the difference between living in a rural area where you can do pretty much what you want and an urban area where you really have to show a modicum of respect for your neighbors and your neighbors can get involved in your business or what you might have thought is your business.
1: It was also everyone's business to regulate what was in the streets. So the town passed this law.
2: It shall be unlawful to encumber the streets with any timber, stone, brick, boxes, or barrels, or to put any other impediment or impediments in said streets.
1: The details have changed, but more or less, that law remains in effect today. It's still illegal to put your stuff out in the street, unless you have special permission, like for a construction project. Speaking of putting things in the street... That law made me think about dibs, that Chicago tradition of shoveling snow from a parking spot then putting out a chair or some other junk to save the space. Saltzman and Keating both say dibs actually has a lot to do with the questions those early laws grappled with. The question about dibs is really interesting because people want to claim private ownership of the the public thoroughfare after they've contributed to the clearing of the snow, right? And uh, they think their labor gives them the claim on that public street or that space.
0: We're still reckoning with what do we do with public space and how do we share public space? I don't think any of us have a good answer for that. I mean, we're all good urbanites and that's one of the things we fight about.
1: These debates have been going on for close to 200 years, and so have some of the city's ordinances. Like, it's been illegal since the 1830s to gamble on Faro, a card game that became popular in France in the 1600s. I asked Dick Simpson, a political scientist at UIC, what he thought about this law.
0: We haven't played Pharaoh in Chicago since probably the World's Fair of 1893, the Columbian Exhibition, where it was a quite popular game, so there's really not any reason to outlaw that versus outlawing blackjack or some other game.
1: When Simpson was an alderman in the 1970s, the city council finally got around to doing something about many of these 19th century
0: laws. No one, to our knowledge, had checked the ordinances for decades and decades. So Alderman found a number of obsolete ordinances and began to try and uh, repeal them. In spite of those efforts, you can
1: still find a few archaic laws. I ran all this past Ty McCarthy, the listener who asked us to find Chicago's oldest laws. Ty was amused by those early ordinances about things like pigs and horses. I just don't ever think of Chicago as a small town. It just seems so much simpler. But Ty wasn't surprised to hear that today's lawmakers are still dealing with the same fundamental questions. If you're in a small town or a big town, you're dealing with people doing things that annoy other people, and then the city steps in and passes an ordinance to prohibit that kind of behavior. We have the same basic needs, protection and safety. In other words, the things we regulate are different, but the reasons we regulate them are the same. Reporting for this story came from me, Robert Lorzel, with audio production by Laura Pavin. Thanks to Chicago Shakespeare Theater for help with voiceover. And by the way, Chicago doesn't just have old laws. Visit wbez.org CuriousCity to see our list of some of Chicago's weirdest laws. Support for Curious City comes from the Conant Family
2: Foundation. Next time on Curious City. Every year, a Chinese-American family honors an uncle who was mysteriously murdered in 1936.
1: Unfortunately for him, somebody was trying to kill Dad. Came to the restaurant, found him, and Dad had gone, and so that's why we're here.
0: But did we
2: ever know, like, why they were after him?
1: I don't know, dear.
2: The story behind a gang-related murder and how Chinese gangs dominated Chinese businesses for decades. That's next time on WBEZ's Curious City. Before we start the show, we here at Curious City want to let you in on a little-known fact about WBEZ. 89% of all our funding comes from community support, including contributions from curious listeners like you. If this program has changed how you see Chicago, please consider supporting this program